Halach Mikvayish Perik Shishi Halacha Aleph Kol Akalim Hamakablam All Kalim, which are not just Kalim. Like a hammer is also a Kali, but I don't have that one today. Chapter Chapter Six. All Kalim, which are not just Kalim, but they're also yes, Chapter Six. All the Kalim that are also meant to be receptacles. Shaholcho Ma'im Laleim that the water traveled over them. Ashinaflo Teich when water fell into them. That makes the water classified as drawn water. Therefore, disqualify as a mikvah. It has to be this keli, which is able to be receptacle, also has to be designed for that purpose. Right? If you have a metal yarmulke, you can hold water in it. It's not made to hold things. Therefore, it's not a problem. Even if it's a kind of keli, which is not a keli in reference to the halachas of receiving earth. It replaces still the water It's considered drawn water And therefore the water Disqualifies the mikvah For all the practical reasons We said that It, it would in all those cases Alright which is not meant to hold things Even though it could hold things You have an axe That has a strange shape That has like a crevice That holds water Or a pipe Which is a U shape That in the, in the bottom of the U You have to hold water there Any place that's mikvah That would not be a problem You're going to explain us A pipe That water is drawn through them Despite the fact that they're wide in the middle, the Dalai here gives a diagram of what, well, here's like a picture of what the kind of pipe this is. This was the pipe that was designed, apparently. The idea was that the water would flow through it and collect and come out the other side with more force. It was to create, you know, uh, torque, it's called. So, Makablin, technically speaking, that water could stay there. In place as a mikvah, that water would not disqualify a mikvah. Bein shayu shalmateches, shayu shalcheres, regardless of whether it was made of metal or made of earthenware. I'm sorry? What's the cloud? What, what, what are we talking We're talking about, about what? We know Mayim Shuv and drawn water places a mikvah in the circumstances considering. What type of keli does the water have to be drawn in, so to speak, right? And, and we're discussing the, the type of keli, the material, what if it's broken, things like that. So, so far we learned, I think there's a total of six principles, but so far we learned that the keli has to be able to hold water. It also has to be designed for that purpose. And if it is, then it's my children. And then the water goes in. Now, the, in, now one second. There's also halachas around how the water got there. But, but, but that, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the keli itself. Gimel. Hashoikis sebesela. An indentation in a rock. Shoikis is actually like, um, like, a, like a trough. So in a place also mikvah, the fishayna clean. If you dig a crevice in a rock for the purpose of having pouring water there for the animals to drink from, that the water will not pass in the mikvah because that rock is not a keli. <clears throat> this is obviously an obrain, um, this is you know, basically digging a hole in the ground. Even if this rock is not mamish attached to the ground, but if it's on the ground, it's natural space, that's considered, the, the rock is not considered a keli. All right. Yes. Oh, uh, it's, it's a crevice, it's a, anything which holds water, it's called a, 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 a shakes. Yeah. However, if you have a keli, a proper keli, that, like a bucket of some kind, you attach it to a rock with, with cement, let's say. Even though it's attached to the ground now, and in fact, because it's attached to the ground now, there's room to argue that it's not Makabotuma, it's still the water that would collect it in that keli is possible mikvah, as my Mishuhim would. Despite the fact that it's been connected with cement. So whatever didn't apply to water, my Mishuhim applied to this keli as well. If you make a hole on the keli on the bottom, so you have a bucket of some kind, like a metal pot. You made a hole in the bottom, and it's enough for the water to drip out. Or you may not sad because you first it, or the hole's on the side. But if it's on the side, it can still hold water. However, the hole is a large hole, the size of Shiferas Hamnaid, which is the width of two fingers. You could turn and rotate in the 360. Essentially, a hole, or a circle of hole, that has a diameter of two fingers, two centimeters, basically. So, uh, um, 
so and and, and the chorus we have to say that this hole is at the very bottom of the bucket, so there's no ability for the water to hold the bucket to hold any water at all. The chayda. So in that case, the water in there is kosher. It's not passed the mikvah. Even though you can fill up with water, and for a significant amount of time, the water will stay until all drips out of this hole from the bottom. But ultimately, because it has a hole in the bottom which the water is dripping out from, that water would not be considered mayim shuvim. Therefore, if you want to use it to... This kid is not considered kid as far as it's all concerned. But this is a very good way if you want to fill up a mikvah with rainwater, take a bucket that has a hole this size, fill it with water, run to the mikvah fast and pour it in, of course, we're talking about a mikvah that, uh, even, if, even, even, if it, um, even if it doesn't have 40 sub, but you want to fill it up higher for whatever reason, you can do this. It's not a problem because the water is not considered mayim shuvin. And in fact, when you reach 40 sub of this kind of water, let's say it's rainwater from the ocean, right? You can do this whole trick in the water. You eventually reach 40 sub, you have a kosher mikvah. All right, dalit. Halakeach legadol, person takes a large keli, going chavis, like a large earthenware barrel, or a large wooden kneading bowl, and he makes a hole in it, the kind of hole that would render it pure if it was tarb- if it was tamay. Shh. How large does that hole have to be? Depends on the material. If it's wood, one size. If it's earth, if it's metal, it has to be large enough. He can't use it. If it's earthenware, I think it has to be large enough for pomegranates grounds to fall out. If it's wood, large enough for olives to fall out. Maybe vice versa. Upon him, you make a hole which is metarit and you then you take it and you attach it to the earth. Kavli means you, you, you establish you embed it in the earth and you put it there in a permanent fashion. Vaso mikvah. Not only do you want to use it to carry water to pour in the mikvah, you want to make a mikvah out of this. So you take a nice big hole, attach it to the ground, you want to fill up with water and table in it. kosher. That's kosher. Because since it's not considered a keli, it's just a large indentation in the ground. Therefore what? Well, how could it be, how could it be a oh, you attach the ground and the earth in the bottom will, will cause the water to not, 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 not uh, up or so other, other maybe you table quickly now you're asking another question if the water seeps out too fast it's Allah that the mix is problematic fine, so that's, that's, that's another issue but upon the, the, the fact is that counts after brought him on Philadelphia took a jacuzzi, made a hole in it attached to the ground and he has a mix in his backyard similarly, if so this now similarly uh, and and if, if you stuff this hole up now the question is, is I'm talking before you attach the ground or afterwards I think I'm a chalikas if it means before or afterwards let's keep it simple let's see you do this before, uh, after you attach the ground you stuff the hole up a pseudo vineyard with, with like a cement or a vineyard which is like a building material like small little pebbles you can use to make building cement out of even though now the hole which made it ice keli has been stuffed up you made it into a keli again and puzzle, not a problem possible because since it's attached to the ground this stuffing up of this kind of material is not solid enough to render it a keli once again because it's attached to the ground so it's both factors it's, 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 it's either attached to the ground or more accurately translated permanently established on the ground perhaps and this hole is not Firmly stuffed up, like like, like completely, totally. Um, again, how you get how you get away out of the issue of a mikvah that's leaking is another question. This does not make the the, the, the mikvah problematic, and if, in fact, it's considered attached to the ground as far as being table is concerned. The mikvah, the water which collects inside of it is a kosher mikvah. However, if you stuff it up with the proper stuff like cement or gypsum, which is like a real a real solid seal. Adain will place as a mikvah. In that case, the water that comes in will, will, will make it be a problem. I'm sure. Here it's not enough just to permanently leave it on the ground. You actually you have to attach it to the ground. So in other words, in order to make this keli with the hole in it, a kosher mikvah, obviously as a hole is a problem of a leaking mikvah would be a problem. You have to stuff the hole up. You have to either attach it to the ground in a permanent fashion if you want to stuff it up completely with solid cement 
or at least leave it on the ground in some kind of permanent designated fashion if you're going to stuff the hole up in a non, in, in, with a little bit of an inferior style. Good. These two combining factors make it that it's a considered a non keli and therefore you can toivel in it. Because remember, you can never, ever toivel in a keli. The mikvah and a keli are, are oxymorons. They're paradoxes. Bim so the um, means, in other words, even means attached to the ground in a, in, a, in a permanent fashion. Yeah, right. I, so the mafar should talk about it, but it basically it means the same thing. It's a, I think I've done the expression. I think um, I don't have English drama, so I, I don't remember. There's a note there about this, but if you, I'm sorry, no, it's fine. Thank you. If he he. Um, yeah, in other words, you put it on the ground, you, let, you, sit, you sit it on the ground, or on the ground or on cement of some kind. So, and you use the cement, you, 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 the bottom that connects, you know, the bottom and the side that connects to the ground, you kind of have some kind of, you know, plaster. That's also considered permanent fa- permanently fashioning it to the ground. Even if you didn't actually embed it in the ground, sitting on the ground, that's considered attached to the ground. Hey. You have a tablet, a flat wooden, uh, flat wooden keli, board maybe, under a pipe, a rain pipe. And the water washes over the rain pipe. You're in the mikvah, and it goes to the mikvah. Now remember, water which goes over a keli, which is meant to hold anything, a klikabola, is problematic. Is this considered a problem? Okay, klikabola. If a tablet had walls on three sides, some say it's four sides, he means four sides. That's past the mikvah, because no water, even though it doesn't sit there, it entered into a keli, which is designed to hold things. If the tablet it does not have... Right, if it's just flat without the rim around the sides. In other words, again, it doesn't have on all four sides, or maybe you can learn shot. It has to have on just two and not three sides, either way. Then in that case, not a problem. Even if it has the rim on three or four sides, which however you want, however you want to learn, which, which makes it a problem, if you stand it up in a way that's no longer flat, it's like very, very uh, slanted. The tax that's under the pipe, in order to wash it off. In other words, you don't want the water to stay on it, and it's in a way that the water can't really, really stay because it's, it's, it's like, you know, at a 45 degree angle or it's you know, at a very, very sharp angle. Despite the fact that it, excuse me, despite the fact that it has a rim around it, which would make it a klikabola, and it it's not possible, it wasn't, also in this case means set up, doesn't mean designed. It wasn't made to makabla. So now we have a new cloud, besides the fact that in order to make a problem for water, it has to be designed to hold things, the water has to have gone into the keli for the purpose of staying there. Here the water is supposed to wash it off, you don't want it to stay in there the way you set it up. And therefore, even if it has a rim around it, it would not be a problem. Now, why we why is Rambam giving this example? Why can you give example of a pot? Look, a pot that that has much taller walls over there. You can't you can't get out of the fact that the water is going to stay there, and it's meant to, you want it to stay there. When it comes to this thing, which is not really meant to hold things. That that's where you have the combined issue. But technically speaking, this cloud theoretically would also apply to a pot. Again, as long as you don't want the water to stay there. Vav, a person has a pipe. And the pipe's made of wood. Don't ask me how wood pipes last, but you, uh, you, you, make, you make an indentation in the pipe, let's say it has a thick wall, and you make a groove, right? so you have water, drinking water, and there's pebbles in the drinking water. Pebbles are heavier than water, so you want the pebbles to sink to the bottom and to go into these crevices, stay there, not to continue into, the, into, the, into where the water comes out. which rolls the water, because they should not go out with the water into the, into the drinking faucet. Now, here's, here's the issue. Do we say this water is entered into a kli kibble? You want the pipe 
the indentations to hold the stones. If it's made of wood and you make an indentation of the smallest size for this purpose, intentionally place that past the water. Because all the water that goes through this pipe is coming into a cave which is meant to hold things. In this case, stones. Even if you, after in digging these indentations, you attach to the ground in a permanent fashion in a way that can't be Kabbalah because it became a keli before you did that, therefore it's still a problem. Since it was already considered a keli, a keli which meant the whole things before, while it was still detached, and only afterwards you attach to the ground, we go back to the cloud we said in halacha, aleph, or beis, right? That, that, um, that once it, if it's a keli, even if afterwards you convey the karka, it retains the status of a keli as far as my Shufin is concerned. Even if maybe you would say that it's considered kavod the karka, it can't be kavotuma. It still can disqualify the water that passes through it. If the pipe was not made of wood, it was made of earthenware. And in this case, in order to be considered problematic, it has to have an, a groove which is large enough to hold a revius of water. Why is that? So it comes to an earthenware pipe to be considered a clay kibble has to have a larger shear. Even though after time, eventually these pebbles fill up the crevice you created and it's completely full and flat now. And so the crevice has been filled in. So does that nullify the status of the keli? The answer is no. The kli retains the status of being problematic. And it's not considered like you sealed up the... Clean, right? A, a proper clean kibble, you fill with stones or cement, then it's no longer a clean kibble, right? You filled up the crevice. We don't say this over here. The fact that it got filled with the stones meant to carry doesn't, disqual- doesn't uh, take away its status. If, however, if it went into it, earth and stones, in a way that it was mamish filled with like a, like a cement-like material and it completely was sealed... And well, and well, and well, and well embedded. Everybody's a caution. In that case, it's as if you filled the crevice up with cement. And therefore, it's no longer the kibble. From now on, the water which passes through it is not considered my mishuvin. Hasvoyig a sponge. Vadali in a bucket. Shohoyu bem shleishish lugan, mayim. They had three lugan of water in them. Okay, so the sponge is a keli, the bucket is a keli. Venafla mikvah, and they fell into the mikvah. Not upside down. The bucket fell in, bottom side in. And is not a problem. I look at the three of mine in the mikvah. So you can learn from Shatnadam. I heard someone say that the rim, the, the, the rim of the bucket is above the surface of the water. So that's a no brainer. I don't think Rama means that. Rama means that we'll see this based on when you finish it, I'll take it if you finish with it. Uh, yeah, if you're not using it, I'll take it. So the, the, um, uh, the Rama Pashas means that the bucket does descend below the surface. We're talking about a mikvah which is enclosed in an area. There's no agitation. The water's not going to mix. And the Rama will clarify this more later. That it's not, it's not possible, despite the fact that the three lugan of water of my Meshuvan have touched the mikvah water, which are less than 40 so, which would normally be a problem. The three lugan fell into the mikvah, which I believe the Rama means they get mixed together. There's a dispersion. Not that Kaylee fell in in a, in, in a way. Yes, sir. And not, in, in, not, not just, just that it just fell in a way that there's uh, three looking of water in the mikvah sitting in a keli. But it has to be dispersed throughout the mikvah. Okay? And we'll see again other examples. All the entire time in our head you imagine like, a mikvah becoming problematic because it has less than 40 saw and three looking in a bucket falls into the mikvah. Like, you know, you pour it over. Right. That's a good example. But we'll see other examples where three looking touch the mikvah water. It doesn't create a problem. It doesn't, it's not dispersed. Let's, let's, let's see if we're... Okay. Halakha. Hashida. A closet. 
Batever, a large chest of yam in the, in the ocean. So you have a large wooden box. This large wooden box is submerged in the ocean, and again, because for, let's, for the purposes, no, it's empty. Oh. It's empty. So now, but it's not waterproof. It's not waterproof. So the water seeped in. So now you have ocean seawater inside this box. And again, let's 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 keep it simple to make it make it understandable. The, the, the it's a very tall box, so the the, the um the opening is above the water surface. The fact that it's full of water inside is because the water seeped in through the cracks. When you it's not a waterproof box, right? In my binlam behind, you cannot be table in that box. Ah, you want a table because you want to, the shark shouldn't eat you. You must have a hole in the side of the box, the width of two, the diameter of two fingers. Because if you don't, despite the fact that the water is connected because it came through a crack in the bottom. It's not considered that it's joined as far as mikvah is concerned. It's identified more with water in a keli. And even though it's a very large keli, and large wooden keli, and I'm a kabbal if they're more than 40 saw, still, this is considered like tightly in a keli. Remember, a keli and a mikvah are diametrically opposed. If it was, however, a large sack or a basket, you could table in it, even though they're also a keli, and they're a kabbal tumma. Right? Similarly, if you put it under a pipe, places mikvah the water that's in that basket. If you know you quickly run and pour it in the mikvah, it's not a problem. Even though there's every individual hole in this basket is not the size of two finger breaths, but because it's so totally porous, you can't view it as a clean kibble. Okay, again, in alachaches, I'm understanding it to mean that the 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 the, the, um, the top of the cave, the, the opening of this wooden box was above. The water surface. It was below Lechayra. It's one big, it's one big, one big right. thing. Yeah. Test. Remember the Gistra. Remember that the Gistra is the base, a part of an earthenware keli that cracked. And, the, and it's now been designated to catch drippage from another earthenware keli. That's a Gistra, remember? And, it, and, 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 and uh, the Chumr goes a tumor on it. Right? We looked about this in Chaskeli and Pekut Ches, yeah? So it's, it's, it's tummy. At least, so you have a tame gistra, tame base in the other cracked piece in the other which is in the mikvah. What? Okay. And it's a, it's a, a very large than the let's say from an oven. So the edge of the keli is sticking up above the mikvah. And now, this, this, this base, for example, in itself could be a cylinder, right? Depending on how it was cracked off the bottom of an, of an oven. So it's a large cylinder, which is itself just the base of a keli. And it's sitting in the water. It's in the shallow part of the water. Okay. They hit the You tell the kalim in the water, in the ocean, in this, in this inside the cylinder, it's sitting there. Tarimitumasan, the kalim become tahar. Even though the chayda, when you tell inside a keli, it's not, it's not acceptable. Right? Like and the top of it is in the water. It's not, not, not a cylinder, sorry. A cylinder is like a pipe. This yeah. thing has a bottom to it. Yeah. It's more like a, more like a it looks like an yeah. like pot if you don't know where it came from. If you don't know it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a base that got cracked off. So, yeah. It says what? Okay. So, since it's a broken Kaylee and it itself is inside the mikvah, we don't apply the principle of, of the Kaylee. Okay. So, different term to it has to be above. If it was below, it wouldn't be an issue. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be relevant. Muslim Zagan, that, that the opening of this cylinder-shaped earthenware pot thing is above the surface of the water. Yeah, Yeah, he says very clearly. That was how the test started. However, so, that makes him tar. However, when you take them out of the water, and as they arise from above the surface of the water to being removed, they pass through the airspace 
that's rising above the, 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 above the, above the surface of the water. Uh, the, the, the cylinder, the top part's above the surface of the water. So in that case, this gift remember, has a status of Tumo. Uh, earlier in Kaili, causes anything in its context to contract Tumo. Well, not anything, I'm sorry. Anything that Kaili can make Tumo, such as food or water. When this Kaili comes out of the ocean, it's going to be wet. That's the reality. The water that sits on the Kaili is going to become tummy from the aerospace of the Gistera and then make the Kaili tummy. The Kaili can't become tummy from the earthenware Kaili. But the water on it can, and the water on it can make the Kaili in turn tummy. So when you take this fork, you table it in this cylinder-shaped thing, and take it above, out of the surface of the water, while it's above the water surface, yet still in the aerospace, still inside the, below the, the top of the Gistera, the, the, the moisture on it contracts tumma and makes the fork tummy again. Now, that th- th- makes it sound like that while it's in the water, it's tar. <laughs> when it comes out, it's tummy. Which is funny because elsewhere he says very clearly that the tar transpires when it leaves the water, not under the water surface. Right. Perhaps that's for humans, not for Kalim. I don't know. Yeah. But okay. okay. It gives you, you know, um, um, uh, okay, fine. Any pictures of here? Oh, here, look at this. This is the example of the gistera, right? This is the so so here it's in the submerged in the water. You table table kalim inside here. When you uh, pick them up, when they're when they're when they're when they're parallel to the latitude of horizontally of this white area, that's when the moisture contracts tumma makes the fork tumma again, right? Okay. You have an oven, all right, a large earthenware oven. And one day, suddenly a spring bubbles out from under. Earth cracks, and a natural spring bubbles out from under. So now this, this often was tummy. So a, 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 a mine opens up under a, a tummy earthenware oven. a person, not a not a, not not a perfect. This is it's, it's this, yeah. You go into the oven and, and you table in the Maya. Who tar the Your tar, because you come out of the mikvah, you are your tar. The liquid on you doesn't make you tummy. But remember, the, a person's hands are makabel tumma from the avir of klicheres. So his hands are tar. So after comes out of mikvah, so wash Except if the water was. If the water was higher than the the earthenware, the earthenware uh, oven, the, the height of his hands. In other words, even under the surface of the water, okay, this is what I said before. Under the surface of the water, the guy is not tar when he's under the water. So if, while this guy is tummy is under the water, he's true, he's high misa. It's only after he, he emerges from the surface of the water he's tar. So while he's under the water, he's in the mikvah. The water is metamit that metara him. But the, well, well, it's retire him potentially as soon as he leaves. But the earthenware oven makes him tummy, as uh, it makes makes whatever's inside a tummy. But it can't make a person tummy. So he's under the water. His hands are tummy because they're in the avir the klicheres. When he breaks the surface, he's tahar. His hands are tummy. The only thing is, is if there is enough space for when he exits the mikvah to put his hands above his head. And, the, and then his hands are above the top of the earthenware oven, yet still below the water surface. And so now they've been, his hands have been tabled. Right? So the, his hands exit the earthenware oven. Now they're in the ocean space below the water surface. They've been, they've been tabled. As soon as his hands break the surface, his hands are tar. 
and he's tar simultaneously with his hands. That's the only way to do it. When he toiled, when he exited the mikvah, more importantly, his hand was above the surface of the oven while still below the water surface. Make sense? Yeah. This, this earthenware oven's in the ocean, in the mikvah. Who cares? No, klicheres is not a kabbal. It's not. It's not uh, you can't be toiled in the mikvah, and therefore the fact that he put it in there is irrelevant. Even if he put it in the kedah, I'm saying, yeah. Yud. It sounds in the Ramam that this din, that, 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 it sounds in the Ramam that a keli becomes tar when he puts it in the mikvah, but a person becomes tar when he exits the mikvah. That's what it sounds like. Okay. Yud. You have a barrel full of them. Remember, so before I was saying, based on halacha um, Zion, that it seems that not every time that three lugan of water touches a, a mikvah, that's less than 40 saw, does it create an issue? And the vice versa, not every time it touches is, 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 is the Maimon Shuvan uh, saved, so to speak. So let's, let's see. What time is Maimon? 905? Yeah. You have a barrel full of water, meaning uh, drawn water that fell into the ocean. Even to the, even to the, even to the, the great ocean, the Mediterranean, the Atlantic, the Atlantic Ocean. In that earthenware barrel, which again is below the, the, the top is below the surface of the water has touched, that's not called tevil. Again, it's considered like tevil in the keli. Why? It's not possible to have, they don't have three lugan in one, one location. So even though we say you pour three lugan of water into a mikvah that has 40, 40 saw, certainly into the ocean, it's not a problem, but that's assuming there's dispersion. Here, it's in one location. And it's not possible that if as soon as you put it in, it's not going to, it's, it's impossible that you're not going to have three lugan in one location. The Chazal made the same gazera. So you have to wait, you have to have a mathematician help you figure out how long it will take to have the water in this earthenware barrel diluted with the ocean water that's no longer considered three lugan in one place. All right. An earthenware, a loaf of truma that falls into there, near the Maimashum, becomes time because the water stands there. And therefore, um, it's a problem of, of, of water making truma tummy. I lechayr, there's no din that truma is makabal truma for Maim Shuvin. So that's a big problem. <laughs> what does Ramam mean? So the Rashi on that Gemara apparently says that, that it means that the hands that touch the water are tummy to make truma tummy. But it's the hard to say shot in the Ramam is words like that. Okay, Akapanam, this is a difficult Ramam. Avadan Horas, Yetzimahen. Okay, Yetzimahen. When you're talking about a river, unlike the Mediterranean, the river is constantly moving. So if you put a barrel of water under this, uh, and you submerge it in the Hudson River, yeah. over there, over there you can assume, it sounds like immediately, that there's immediate considered dispersion, the Gzera of Mamashuvin is not considered over there. Therefore, you're allowed to table in the barrel. It's not a problem of being table in Mamashuvin. Get out. Okay, Vaitan, this idea of Mamashuvin touching mikvah water not being identical to being mixed together. You have earthenware water next to the mikvah. Look in the picture over here on the far left. Yeah, that's that's the case over here. So you have my oven that was next to the mikvah. No, you have. Oh, this is a good picture. What I was trying to say before with the hands. With the, when, when this is the example where this guy exits the mikvah like this, this fashion, his hands are not tame. His hand, at that moment, his hands are terrible. As soon as his hands break the surface. His hands are tar and so is he. Okay, so uh, back to the matter at hand. Lochid bish. Sorry, you know, you have Mayim Shuvin next to the mikvah. Again, here's another picture of the same idea of, of this idea with the you have yeah. one mikvah of Mayim Shuvin and one mikvah of right. rainwater. Even though the water touches the mikvah water, it doesn't pass it. It's like a mikvah next to a mikvah. In other words, even though it's next to it's touching. So, 
So, um, yeah, it's not mixed. It's t- just touching. Doesn't pass lit. Now, if the mikveh had forty saw, obviously it wouldn't be an issue. Here, the part is, it's not forty saw. Three look at the mayim shuvin is touching it, but that's not considered mixing. It's considered touching. It's not. It's, it's not dispersed. Therefore, it doesn't 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 pass lit. This is the printing. How could, you, how could you touch and not mix? Oh, no, because just like the case in Allah Zayin, when the bucket falls into the mikvah just it's, and, and, it, and it's submerged, but the water is in one place, this is the principle, right? It has to be disturbed. That's exactly the point of view, right? Okay. So, if, if it wasn't on the side, if it was, let's say, you know, two on each side and the one in the middle, or let's say a round shaped mikvah with a, with, a, with a bare inside, so then place the mikvah, if it's in the middle, it's automatically considered mixed. You'd base. You have to make this one top of the other. Oh, good. This is a, is this the picture I'm on over here? Oh, this is Okay. Um, oh, this is this is the picture. Yeah, this is it. Okay. Two pools of water, one on top of the other. The Kaisal Banan is a wall between them. The top one is full of kosher water, rainwater. At the train, the low one's full of Mayim Shuvin. And obviously, the one which is. Oh, so, 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 and this mikveh is not, doesn't have a 40 saw. And there's a hole between the two mikvehs. If next to this hole, and we'll figure out how you work that in a second, it's basically three look at Mayim Shuvin. Nif sell Yena, the upper one, which is not a 40 saw as possible. This hole makes as if it's the middle, not on, not, not, not on the side. Because since it's one top of the other, it, it, the water mixes more easily. Since, since it's not, uh, it's not um, uh, side by side. It's as if it was in, it, at, at the center, not the side. How much do you have to have in the hole to look at this three looking corresponding? Let's pretend the lower one, which was full of Mayim uh, Shuvin at 40 saw. Has to be one, one over one 320th of the pool. Because remember, a mikvah has to be 40 saw, which is how many lug? Basically, a mikvah is 960 lug. 40 saw is 960 lug. So, three lug is how much of 960? If you, th- three over 960, simple fraction, is one over 320. So, therefore, uh, that would be the, how much it would create a problem. Of the amount to be considered uh, 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 problematic. Okay, here's the, this is the picture over here. You have three mikvahs, one next to the other. Right? But no special about yeah? Okay? <laughs> like they have in the Christ, and they have you know, these hot mikvah, cold mikvah, and warm mikvah. Each one is exactly 20 so. One of them on the side, on the, the extreme at the end, is my Meshuvah. The other two are 
good rainwater, except they're not, they're not enough, they're just 20 so each. Three people splash in the mikvah at once, or they tell you that once. But then we're mine because of the displacement, right? The famous thing with this Greek scientist, Hedrika, he figured out this thing with the water displacement. So now the water rang, rang, rose above, and the water got mixed on the surface, they touched, they touched each other. So the water rose, and, and um, the water mixed um, outside the mikvah. The people who the mikvahs are kosher, they're poor. All three of them, even the one on the side, are tahar. Because it becomes um, one big mikvah of 60 saw, the moment they tevil. And you don't say that the guy who tevil on the side is, is tummy because you, you remember, remember we looked at if you bathe in Shuv in your tummy? Yeah. So, because there are guys people who take a shower after the mikvah, they think, think that, that causes tara. This is not a problem. All three are tummy. It's all one mikvah of 60 saw. 40 next to each other, that's kosher. not possible for 40 saw. So it just added to it. You, 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 you now get ready for this. But you can think of it. Open up again. If the shove was the middle and the table simultaneously, and the water got mixed, and the kvoyas are in the status as they were before. I'm thinking about the people who tell them are tame. The mikvahs have the same status. The 40 saw mikvah don't become possible with Mamashuvin because the Mamashuv is not considered mixed Mamash. But it doesn't become joined in the sense that it doesn't join them together. You don't look at the 40 saw got mixed together. Two, two, the two, 20 saw in each two extremes is not considered mixed. So it's mobbed between them, it doesn't allow them to join. But it doesn't cause them to become possible in the sense that having, having, less, having more than 43 Lugin mixed it before 40 saw is such. So it's in between status. It's insufficient. It's not, and, and the people, the people who tell you are, 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 are not Tomei. And if they were Tahar, the guy in the middle is Papashtus Tomei because he tell you the Mamashuvin. Right.